What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show. On this Monday, December 4th, we have so much going on. What are we, three weeks away from Christmas? Exactly three weeks. We're just a few days away from the beginning of Hanukkah. So remember, be a little extra nice this time of the year. Be a little bit more patient on the roads and the mall, restaurants. Tip a little better. Give gifts to the people who help you out. That is what this month is about. This is the time of the year where it's all about giving and having a good time and making people happy and being happy yourself. It's December. You can also give me gifts too if you like. My birthday is 11 days away. I'm not a big like it's my birthday guy. In fact, I'm not even going to be doing the show on my birthday, which is December 15th. But if you want to send me a gift via Instagram or something, go for it. I'm not doing one of those shows where on the bottom of the ticker, it's like giving you the address where you could Venmo the host or PayPal the host or send a Zelle. That's like borderline begging. I don't come on here and ask for money. (laughs) I've been doing this show for 16 years. I hope it never comes down to that. Knock on wood. But if you want to send me a gift, go for it. You can send me a gift anytime you want. Amazon, Instagram gifts, however the gifts come up nowadays. I'm not a big gift guy, though. I, I, I think that's the first time I've ever mentioned a gift in the 15 plus years that I have been doing this program. But December's all about being happy. So I'm telling all of you to go out and get people gifts. Why shouldn't I say, grab me a gift? So take a note, December 15th, that's my birthday. And if you forget it, really, it's not all that big of a deal. So before I get into a victory Monday for the Dolphins, not for FSU, although they did get a victory on Saturday, but victories are not good enough. I'm going to be getting into that, trust me. Let me give you my um, my plans because my plans have changed a little bit. A lot of you follow me just to see where I'm going. You want to know what I'm up to. The views that I'm surrounded by. Girls, 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 girls. And it was a fun weekend. I was in Medellin. And I was there for like nine or ten days, I think, doing the show from there. Did the show all last week from Medellin. This past weekend in Medellin, Carol G was in town. So the city was electric. You could only imagine how many people flew in for the Carol G concert. I went out to dinner on Saturday night, posted a picture on my IG story if you missed it. Well, sorry. I told you to follow me on Instagram a long time ago. I do my best to make you feel like you're in Medellin when I'm there. But I had a good time Saturday night. I had a good time yesterday. Got to watch all the football games as well and be surrounded by great views. But now, 
if you saw my Instagram, you saw that this morning I flew back to Miami. I caught the 7 a.m. flight from Medellin this morning, flew back to Miami, and I am here in Miami now until 8 p.m. Did you think I was going to say like a day of the week or something? To like Wednesday or Friday or next week? No. I'm in Miami until 8 p.m. So in just a couple of hours from now, I'll head to the airport. And I do get to the airport early because I go to the lounge. And actually at the lounge now, they're serving Beef Wellington. And it's so good. So I'm going to go have dinner in the lounge, and then I'll have dinner on the plane again. Nothing wrong with two dinners. And I'm going to chill out. I'm going to get on the plane at 8 o'clock, and I am headed to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Yep. That's where I'm going. And I'm not going there for the NBA in-season tournament. No, definitely not going for that. This was not on my schedule just a few days ago, but things change pretty quickly. The World Poker Tour, they're having a huge event at the win. And I knew about this, but it just wasn't really fitting my schedule. I, at the last minute, was able to fit it in. So I'm going to play in a $2 million tournament. And the final for that tournament is on Thursday. So I could play either tomorrow or Wednesday. I'll see how I feel when I wake up. Uh, But I will be in Vegas late tonight, getting around like 10 p.m. local, which is 1 a.m. here in South Florida. And then I'll get to bed, get some sleep, have a nice breakfast. You probably won't hear my voice on the airwaves tomorrow because... I just, I think I'm going to need to rest up and and I got to get focused for that poker tournament, a $2 million poker tournament. I'll post updates on my Instagram, just search Andy Slater, Um, but I'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. I mean, I could do the show tomorrow from Vegas, but I'm going to be so tired just to gather everything together. I'm going to give you a really good show this afternoon, and then I'm going to take the day off tomorrow, but I'll be with you on Wednesday. Wednesday, I will do a show from Vegas. Thursday, I will do a show from Vegas. Friday, I'm leaving Vegas super early in the morning, either at like 1 a.m. or 6 a.m., but I will get back to South Florida to do my show in time. So I will give you a show Wednesday from Vegas, Thursday from Vegas, Friday from Miami, and then Friday night, I got to fly back to Medellin just for a few days because I got a friend of mine who I promised I would be there for, and I can't let a friend down. So I'm going to be stuck going back to Columbia! even if it's just for like four or five days. Then the rest of December, I'll pretty much be in South Florida. 
Got a lot of things to do, holiday time, people to see, a lot of football to watch, games to go to, maybe even the Orange Bowl if you want to go watch FSU play. My gosh, FSU fans, what you're dealing with, you got a raw deal. Seminoles get shut out from the college football playoff. I'm not a Seminole fan, but they got hosed. I thought sports were supposed to be about winning. Winning. Apparently not. And I'm going to get into that whole FSU convo in a little bit. But before I do, let me just say this. And I said this last year. I've said it many times. What the college football playoff should have been doing all these years. Finally, they're going to get it right more have more teams in next season. But what they did yesterday and what they've done in the past, it makes no sense at all. You have a committee. So you got some people in a room at like a, not a round table, but, you know, a table put together so everybody could look at each other, have a discussion, who they're going to allow in. Who are these people? Not to say like they're not important people, but here's my logic. You either go by record, you know, wins and losses. That's what sports is supposed to be about. You either go by wins and losses or in that room, the committee should only be sports book directors. Have odds makers in that room. What's going to be the best two games that we can get? Give me the best four teams. Let the odds makers do it. Now, I don't think that's the way it should be. But if you're going to have a committee and the committee's not just going off wins and losses, we'll just let the committee have odds makers. Let, let that be the committee. Bring somebody in from Hard Rock Bet. Bring somebody in from Win Las Vegas. Bring somebody in from Westgate. Just get a committee of odds makers and let them pick out the four best teams. If we're not only going to go by victories and go by losses. I don't want to hear, well, they go by wins and losses, but they also go by other stuff. No. It's either you go by wins and losses or bring in the sportsbook directors. These other people in the committee deciding this stuff? Get out of here. Again, I am not and never have been. And I don't want to say never will be because who knows what happens in the future. But I am not and never have been a Florida State Seminoles fan. I'm not a hater. I don't go against them like vehemently. I'm just not a Florida State Seminole fan. I'm not a Gator fan. I root for the Canes. I root for the Owls. I don't root for FIU because I don't watch FIU. I feel for Seminoles fans, and I feel for the players on the Florida State Seminoles. I feel for that entire program. 
Because sports are about wins and losses. That is it. It's not about who your quarterback is. It's not about any of that. It's about wins and losses. Betting is a completely different ballgame. But when we're talking about playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. It's about who wins and who loses. It is about your record. That's it. So I feel for the Seminoles. I do. And this, what I just said, it wasn't even my segment on the college football playoff. I haven't even started the show yet. This is just me talking here. Well, the rest of the show is me talking too, but I just, I feel for them. They really, really, really got shafted. Now, the other topics I want to get to today. The Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins going to D.C. and handling business. It was just about the exact showing that I was looking for. What I said all last week, or at least part of last week, the Miami Dolphins need a better offensive showing against the Commanders. This could be the get-right game, at least for the Dolphins' offense. And after watching it, I surely think it was. Now, nothing new is coming out of Dolphins camp today because they do have a bit of an odd week. They've got Monday night football uh, next week. So, well, this football week, but next uh, Monday. So there's no practice for the Dolphins today. Tomorrow they will be back at it. But for us here on the show... I I want the Dolphins to be the number one topic because they should be the number one topic. And I want to get to that number one topic, but I can't until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. Tyreek Hill is the MVP of the entire league right now. Sure, that could change. There's still games left. But at this rate, at this pace, with the type of production that Tyreek Hill is getting on that field, and also with the way the Dolphins are winning and winning and winning, Tyreek Hill's the MVP of the NFL. Anyone that wants to make an argument that Tyreek is not the MVP... Here's my question to you. Who has a bigger impact on his team? You could go through every team in the league. Go through every player. Name a player who has a bigger impact on their team. I know traditionally the MVP, it's the quarterback. It goes to the best QB in the NFL. Easy enough, very easy to figure out. But look at this Dolphin squad. They go from they are very good to holy cow, the opposing defensive coordinator didn't sleep all week. And that's not hyperbole. Wink Martindale said as much before the Dolphins played the Giants. 
Tyreek Hill causes more sleepless nights for the opposing coaching staffs than any other player in the league. Just by the nature of how he plays, how are you going to stop him? Tyreek, he doesn't just throw jabs. This dude throws punches, and I'm talking about haymakers. And against Washington, he threw two haymakers in the first half. Once that happened, commanders were done. That was it. The first one, horrendous coverage. No safety help. Tyreek just runs by the cornerback. I mean, that's got to be a helpless, defensiveless feeling right there. Having the fastest man in the world run right by you and nobody's got your back? My gosh. You look at Tyreek's stats now. I didn't memorize these, so hold on here. 93 catches, 1,481 yards. Tyreek is on pace for nearly 2,100 yards. Tyreek keeps calling his shot. He told us two is the most accurate quarterback he's ever played with, and people laughed at him. Like, come on, you played with Patrick Mahomes. You're just saying that because the Dolphins gave you all this money. Then, before the season, he said, he goes, seriously, I'm not playing here. I'm getting 2,000 yards. And again, people thought, come on, give me a break. 2,000 yards? Getting 2,000 yards in a season, that's nuts. That's not a normal amount of yardage for anyone. Heck, can your quarterback even stay healthy? You're going to get 2,000 yards? Tyreek is not playing around. I think it's very evident that when Tyreek says something, and even if it seems outrageous, believe it. Next time he says something and it seems like crazy, believe it. Look at his track record. The dude calls his shots. He tells you something wild that he really believes or that he really intends to do, and then he goes out there and does it. Does he speak magic into existence? Is it magic at all? I mean, every time he announces his next, we'll say, trick, people doubt him. And that first celebration, oh, (laughs) how cool was that? That was just so funny. They're out there. They're having such a good time. This was a get-right game for the offense, and they got it right. Tyreek Hill, he is just something else. What he does to this Dolphins team offensively, there's no way they would be able to be the team they are right now without Tyreek Hill. At what point does everyone just say, Forget it. This is the year of the cheetah. He's the man. He changed the offense. He changed his quarterback. He changed this franchise. At what point is everybody going to start saying that? I'm not saying that Tua doesn't deserve credit. Of course Tua deserves credit. Tua's skill set in this offense, his quick processing mentally, his physical ability – He gets rid of that football on time and on target. 
what Tua does is not common. Very few guys around the league can do what Tua's doing. And now that Tua's been healthy, I'll knock on wood again, he's using his movement, he's using his smarts, he's avoiding the catastrophic hit. Using those skills, using them to stay on the field, he's unlocked levels that we didn't know he had. At this point, it would be amazing if the Dolphins really want to talk Super Bowl. And I think we're trending that way. When you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. It would be amazing to hear more of those sound bites. Again, they're off today. Yeah, you got to go one game at a time, but just more Super Bowl sound bites. That that'd be so great. And for them to get there, which is completely possible, they need their health. They need Robert Hunt healthy. They need Teron Armstead healthy. They need that offensive line intact. If they can keep that O-line intact, this offense has so much special in it. Third and 17, they throw a short pass to Waddle. He almost gets the first down like it's nothing. This team is capable of doing so much offensively. And the defense, I'll discuss that in the next segment. But I know on the offensive side of the ball, some people were like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, what's going on here? Well, we see what's going on. This is exactly what I was looking for. I wanted a reminder of what this offense is, what they can be moving forward. Because weeks one, two, and three early in the year, this looked like it was going to be an all-time offense. And then against the Chiefs and against the Raiders, it looked like they were stuck in the mud a bit. The motion wasn't fooling anyone. Tua and Tyreek had moments, but it wasn't like this next-level stuff that we just saw yesterday. The second pass, Tyreek originally thought Tua put the ball in the wrong spot, and he still housed it. They went back, they watched the video, and Tua put the ball in the exact right place. That's from Tyreek, not me. I'm not coming up with that. That's his interpretation of it. What, What I interpret that as is a great relationship. And that great relationship between Tua and Tyreek, it's producing such big results. Now, I hope to have big results when I head to Vegas tonight to play in the World Poker Tour this week. You can play cards with me. You can play in my poker tournament at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood The next Slater Scoops Poker Tournament coming up Tuesday night, December 19th. So we're just a couple of weeks away from the next Slater Scoops Poker Tournament in the poker room at the Hard Rock. There's $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool, and it's only $250 to buy in. The last two months, there was over $30,000 in the prize pool. The turnouts have been great. The action's been awesome. I hope to see you there. Put a reminder in your phone right now. Tuesday night, December 19th, 
Cards will be in the air at 6 p.m. You can register until 9.30 p.m. $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament Tuesday night, December 19th at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. So much talk about the Dolphins' offense because their offense yesterday was amazing and offense is sexy. Defense is like, meh. You need a really good defense, but just to talk about defense kind of like boring. I mean, would you rather talk about defense or would you rather talk about Tyreek Hill? Come on. Nothing against defenders because you need a good defense, but. Vic Fangio, I thought what he did yesterday, everything that he called with the personnel that he had, I thought the Dolphins' defense was fantastic. The commanders, they don't seem like much, but Sam Howell is someone who does put up big numbers. The numbers that he's had so far this season – if you watch him play, you're like, wait a minute, this can't be right. But yeah, he does put up big numbers, and the Dolphins did give up 15 points, but their defense got seven back on an Andrew Van Ginkle pick six. That was awesome. Think about the things going against this Dolphins defense and Vic Fangio. Yesterday, it's a game on the road. The weather wasn't great in D.C., Washington is an offensive-oriented team that they can put up some points. They're not good, but they can put up points. Jalen Phillips had his big injury. He's out for the season. And even with that, at no point yesterday did it look like the Dolphins' defense was not in control. The defensive line seemed to rally around Jalen. We saw a sack followed by... Emmanuel Ogba throwing up a 15 for Jalen Phillips. We saw Andrew Van Ginkle with the pick six, which is part of filling that role. Now he'll have a bigger role, which is good. Christian Wilkins continues to add money to his next contract. Really big game out of him. Just a great defensive effort. Good schemes, good comfort. And going back to what I just said 15 seconds ago, I said... Andrew Van Ginkle will have a better role now, and that's good. I don't mean it in the sense of it's good that he's got a bigger role and they're missing Jalen Phillips. I mean it in the sense of I am a huge fan of Andrew Van Ginkle. This Dolphins defense is better with Jalen Phillips. But Andrew Van Ginkle, under Vic Fangio, he's been, like, found again. And when he's been called upon... He's done really well. So that that's what I meant by Van Ginkle with a bigger role is a good thing. Because I think Van Ginkle should be on that field a lot. And now he will be. The Dolphins defense knew yesterday that the Dolphins had this game in the bag pretty early. That Tyreek Hill bomb, a haymaker. And then the AVG pick six, another haymaker. The second Tyreek bomb, that was essentially the ball game. It was really that simple when you look at it. I know players are like, oh, you always got to play. You always got to play. And 
yeah, that is true. You do have to play because if you don't, then the other team is going to start putting up points. But let's be real. We saw what was going on on that football field yesterday in Washington. They had no shot. They had a shot before the game started. Well, really, they didn't. But we didn't know that. Then we start watching what's happening. And we're like, yeah, you got no shot. And then later on, the Dolphins established uh, the ground attack. Two touchdowns for Devon Achan, one for Raheem Mostert. Dude always gets in the end zone. It's amazing. And it's like an afterthought because the passing attack is so good. And yesterday, the defense was on as well. So when you've got a really good passing attack and a good defense, it's like, okay, yeah, Raheem Mostert scores, Achan scores twice. This is a sign of a really good team. The Miami Dolphins can beat their opponent so many different ways and with so many different styles. They say styles make fights. Well, this Dolphins team, this is a sign of a great team. They only had to use a few of their moves yesterday, and it was over. Strong passing, a couple bombs to Tyreek, one or two big defensive plays, and that was it. Washington folded. This was a win yesterday afternoon that was so needed, especially the way the Dolphins' offense played. It was just what the doctor ordered. The Dolphins, they were grinding games out. They were having to prove how tough they were and they could win ugly. They just put up 45 on the road. They crushed a bad team. They balled out on defense. Everything I could have asked for is what happened in that game. Maybe a a big special teams play they could have had, put a little cherry on top. But overall... A great effort. Mike McDaniel pointed out in his talk to the team after the game, he said, look, we were 8-3 and last year, and we saw how it went. This year is very different. And my goodness, what a difference between 8-4 and 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 9-3. And then next up, the Tennessee Titans at Hard Rock Stadium, Monday Night Football. They're going to beat Tennessee. The Dolphins will be 10-3. and three. And then, coming to town, the Jets. J-E-T-S! Sup, sup, sup! The Dolphins will be 11-3. and three. Yeah, you got to play the games. But if you go back, if you go back to old episodes, go back five weeks ago, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, I saw this Dolphins schedule and said, this team should be 11 and 3. The only way they're not 11 and 3 is if they're 10 and 4 and lose to Washington. And at the time again, Howell puts up big numbers. That was a game where I'm like, "Nah. Dolphins should win it." But then as the game started approaching last week, I was like, "Yeah. Dolphins they're they're not losing this game and Surely they were never close to losing it yesterday. 
So they're nine and three. They're staring ten and three right in the face. And once they get to ten and three, they've got the Jets. That's that's eleven and three. Who knows who's going to be starting for the Jets by that game on what is it, December seventeenth at Hard Rock Stadium? It won't be Aaron Rodgers. Who knows who it'll be? What I do know is it will be another Miami Dolphins victory! What'd you think I was going to say? First down. (laughs) No, it'll be another Dolphins win. And I'm sure plenty of first downs. And speaking of plenty, we got plenty of action at Gulfstream Park. The championship meet is back. It started just a few days ago. Friday was the first day of the championship meet. There's been so much money flying around at Gulfstream Park the last few days. Live racing during the championship meet every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What does the championship meet mean? It means the Seminoles are not involved. I'm kidding. That was a bad joke. I feel bad for Seminoles fans. The championship meet, it means the best horses in the world, the best jockeys, the best trainers, the best of everything is there at Gulfstream Park. And the championship meet goes until April. But don't wait. Get in on the action at Gulfstream Park. Go to their trackside restaurant, Ten Palms, get a table, have a great meal, watch the races live right in front of you. If you want your own private suite, you could get one of those too. You want to watch the races outside in the Carousel Club, you can have a great time in so many different spots at Gulfstream Park. I highly recommend, though, if you're going to try to get a table, make a reservation. Visit GulfstreamPark.com for all the info. And then get on out and have a great day with turf racing, with all the action there, so much of it world-class action during the championship meet right now at Gulfstream Park. I feel for FSU fans, 13-0, a perfect season. Power 5 conference champs. They won every game in front of them. FSU's going to the Orange Bowl. That's fantastic. The bad part is, None of the college football playoff games are at Hard Rock Stadium this year. The Orange Bowl is not one of them. There is not one university, one college, there's not one school in the history of college football that has gotten more of a raw deal than the Seminoles this season. You know this show is always all about honesty. Right now at this moment, is Florida State one of the best four teams in college football? Right now. No, they're not. They don't have Jordan Travis. They're not one of the best four teams in college football. But it's not their fault that their best player got hurt. That's no one's fault. Their all-world, all-everything QB had a horrendous injury. It's not their fault. Did it make them 
worse, it did. But it does not help that their backup got concussed and the offense looked so bad against Louisville. Credit to the defense and credit to the coaching staff for getting that W. But did it look like they were one of the best four teams in the country? It didn't. Does that mean they should not be in the college football playoff? No, it does not. That's because this thing should be going by wins and losses. Now, we know the likely outcome, if it was FSU against Michigan in the Rose Bowl, it likely would have been a disaster for the Seminoles. It would have been a blowout. And the biggest sin of all, it would have been bad TV for the college football playoff. It would have been horrendous. But FSU deserved to be there. They went undefeated. They're in the ACC. Sure, the ACC isn't amazingly good. Maybe you don't even think it's really good or good at all. But it's a Power 5 conference. They went unbeaten. They were ranked four by this committee previously, and then they won their conference championship game, and they don't get in. You know why they didn't get in? Because this is not a college football playoff. This is something that hasn't been discussed enough. It's not a college football playoff. It is the college football invitational. The committee invites who they want. That's why the Hurricanes get to go to the Lawnmower Bowl at Yankee Stadium or whatever it's called. Teams get invited. And in this case, with FSU, it's so clear. The invitation was based on projection. It was based on how we think they're going to play rather than what's been accomplished. How did they play? And that's unfair. It is the definition of unfairness. FSU fans, the entire Seminoles community, they have the right to be mad. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Georgia fans, less so. They had it there. Beat Bama. You win the conference, you're good. They lost as recently as Saturday. They didn't win their conference. That's their downfall. They need to wear it. They need to own it. But Florida State winning, although it wasn't pretty, Florida State winning and, and then falling and not getting in the so-called college football playoff, that's a joke. Again, I, I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm in agreement. they're not one of the best four teams in the country, but this college football playoff should be based on wins and losses. That's what sports are about, wins and losses. We're not going to have to deal with this any longer. We should have never had to deal with this. Yeah, it makes for good drama, but it affects way too many people. Next year, we're getting a bunch more teams in. We're talking 12. We're not going to be arguing about 12 and 13 or 11 and 12, nothing like that. So that drama, that'll be gone. Will people be wondering if their team's going to get in and will they 
argue a little bit, okay, but not this big of a fuss. Now, the Orange Bowl committee, (laughs) Georgia FSU, that's about as good of a matchup that you could have asked for. Huge fan bases, some geographical bad blood, two conferences, two teams that were there, and then the final day, they're not there, even though FSU won. Will players play in this game? That's something that we'll find out about soon. There are some studs on FSU's defense who must be thinking, I'm not messing up my NFL future for pride. I went 13-0. You don't want to give me the college football playoff game? Well, then I'm not playing. And the same thing goes for Georgia. Every bowl's got to deal with this, except the championship ones. It's just so ridiculous. If you're not going to be about wins and losses, then let the sportsbook directors handle who's going to be in this invitational. And what does a win and loss really mean? I'm not even an FSU fan, and I'm frustrated about it. Some of you might be frustrated with your finances and your future, and you want to get on the right track. I totally understand it. That's why I tell you all the time about Trajan Wealth. Because you have goals in your mind. You've got objectives, things that you want for your future. You just don't know how to put it all together. And that's normal. Trajan Wealth is used to that. Call them. Call Trajan Wealth or visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. I'll give you their number in a second. They're located locally in Palm Beach. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. If you're thinking about, how am I going to retire early? How am I going to have this in my account? How am I going to be able to travel or do some things later on in my life? If that is on your mind, contact Trajan Wealth. 561-390-1000. That's how you can call them or visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. Don't wait any longer. Give yourself a gift this December. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Like I told you guys before, I'm headed to the airport shortly, back to MIA, and then I am going to Vegas. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! Going to be playing in a big poker tournament there in Vegas. I'll arrive late tonight. I will not be on the air tomorrow, but I will be broadcasting from Vegas Wednesday and Thursday and then back in South Florida on Friday. All right. Well, I gave you some long segments, and that's all the time I got for this Monday afternoon. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.